You are listening to the Lucha Central Podcast Network. And now, LuchaCentral.com presents Masks, Mats, and Mayhem. It just won't stay up sometimes, guys. It just won't stay up sometimes. What kind of streams are you doing? The good kind. Welcome to another edition of Mass Mats and Mayhem. I'm your host, Justin Outlaw Harvey. You can find me on social media at JustinHarvey75. You can find the entire show on social media at MMMShow75. That is the entire length of the intro, regardless of the fact that Byron thinks it's long. We got at Byron Fever up there, at Meat, Meat Larf. What did they call you in that fucking Eat Like a Luchador book? Well, technically, they call me Meat Loaf. Is meat. it Meat? Meat. Meeting a loaf. Like meeting Not people? Meat. Not meat loaf and not meat loaf, meat loaf like, like the singer. Meat loaf, like yeah. Meat. If you if if you fucked a loaf of bread, that's pretty much what they were insinuating, that's, guys. And I do guys, love bread. It's a I do love me. bread. So, <laughs> Jesus Christ, guys, don't get weird. I have made some weird, bread rise before. And uh, down here in the corner, I think you'll see a uh, an old friend of ours who's he's having some issues getting it up there, getting the the microphone up. Mike, it's just it just won't stay up sometimes, guys. It just won't stay up sometimes. <laughs> it is not the cowardly lion. It is, in fact, Martin Casaus. That is how you say it, Casaus. Correct. We do this Boom every shakalaka. time. We do it Kasaus. every single time. But you did it right this time, so I ain't gonna give you as much shit this time. I know it's Casaus. It's not Casaus. It's not Cassius. It's not. Oh, 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 oh. It's not Martinez. Oh, oh. Rhymes with house like you're in the house like Casaus, y'all. That's what. House of Casaus. It rhymes with house. And it doesn't even matter because I just like to call him That's My Champ. Marty, That's My Champ Casaus, right here on the MMM show again. Um, and we were just kind of reminiscing about some of the the old times of you know doing this show when he was in a hotel room and Cross was coming by as a fucking guest host and weird things and times that it just it wants to talk, talk to, to his, his penis wants to get on the show. Are you not happy to be here, Marty? It's broken. It is. Where is it? There we go. There you go. Wow, what happened to that thing? thing? What wow. happened to this thing? So this thing keeps bending. So I'm trying to like. When I don't you, know how I'm trying to. Trying what to kind of it. what kind of streams are you doing? The good kind. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> The kind that people want to see me, Floaf, okay? <laughs> they, they, you put a lot of wear and tear on the, the rod. Oh, don't be gross. I'm the not being gross. Broken. This is a married man. First of all, congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Can we say that you're off the market? Are we allowed to say that? Is it okay to say that you're off the market? Yeah, you can say that. Uh, it would probably be smart for my safety. Right. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm a married man as of two weeks ago. We're asking uh, so Byron. Not been a bad two weeks. Really? Been a good time. Did you guys get a honeymoon in, or are you guys just chilling at the the cribs? Uh, we were chilling at the cribs. We were peopling. We had people here till for days after. So there hasn't been much of a stop and relax and enjoy it until like just this week. So, so what did, you, did were you guys planning on doing this sooner? What what made you decide to to actually finish the deal? As I like to say, not tie the knot, but finish the deal. This year, post-COVID, was it just time to, to get something good going on? My parents, they dated for about 10 years before they got married. So I showed that to my girlfriend, and I'm like, that's what we're going to do. She's like, if you wait 10 years uh, and don't put a ring on it, I'm going to leave your ass. And then so I said, okay. So we got married at nine and a half. So, compromise. 
compromise. However, she's getting me back by saying, uh, I'm not going to change my name. Um, I said, well, if you don't change it in nine years, I'm going to leave your ass. So we're, we're, she's, we're giving it back and forth to each other. Wow. <laughs> she didn't want to be a Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> well, Leslie Casals or even Leslie Martinez sound like such. If you see that on a piece of paper, you think of like a straight Hispanic tan girl. And then I got the whitest little white girl ever. And so it just doesn't, it, it just the name and number, it doesn't match. It works, but she's awesome. <laughs> she, she did make a brief cameo on this show when we were talking about your hell of war match. And we mentioned your, uh, your penis missile moment that got cut out from the hell of war match. Wish <laughs> <laughs> I had footage of that somewhere. Uh. I know. Well, we'll tell people what happened there because I think I don't know that anyone ever saw it. We were always hoping that footage would surface and it never did. It never did. It makes me so sad. Um, I was in this match in Lucha Underground called the Weapons of Mass Destruction. That's what it was. Um, yeah. There was a lot of uh, stuff for us to use there, um, including there was tables, ladders, missiles, machine guns. I got hit in the head and actually started bleeding because a machine gun hit me on the top of the head. That was like the first spot too, wasn't it? Like yeah, one of the- yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Get a little concussion early on in the match. That's all right. Time. This guy's an asshole. Shane. Um, bastard. Right? Shane. <laughs> um, but there was this time, um, I don't know, we were just flowing and everything kind of, there's a time in matches where all the pain just kind of like goes numb you just start getting into it and feeling it um anyways i i i did something horrible to shane <laughs> and then uh there was this missile on there and i had to move some stuff off a table because my thought was i'm gonna put his his ass through the table cool well there's this missile there and i saw it and i picked it up and i'm like what am i gonna do with this and i'm a child guys <laughs> <laughs> I put it there. I put it on my, between my legs, pretended it was my, my man missile. Um, <laughs> people were cheering. I never thought I'd be stroking a man missile between my, my legs and there'd be like people cheering around me. So I stroked it like that and did that to somebody, uh, one of the, one of the fans there and they cut it off of air because it's too graphic for TV, I guess. I can't wow. stroke my man missile on TV. That's too, it's too much, but I can, stab you with a fork. I, can, I can stab you with a fork and throw you off a ladder. I just can't stroke my man missile. That's America for you. We're, we're Puritans about some things, but are not our violence. <clears throat> our violence. We like to be really just extreme <clears throat> at all times, but you know, guy making some kind of phallic gesture. That's, that's a big no, no. Do you guys remember what they said before? Uh, it was like, did you be prepared to have, uh, Bodily blood, bodily fluids. It was like bright lights, loud noises, everyone cheers. And um, and, and everyone like bodily fluids. You may be exposed to flashing lights, loud sounds, you know, breaking objects, and bodily fluids. fluids. And then the building would shake. And every lawyer had to read that same friggin' thing, you know, before the the crowd and they would make the lawyers go out there. I think it was their rite of passage, their their <laughs> EV dub wrestling hazing. He couldn't do anything else to them, but he's like, okay, fine. You're going to make us do all this legal shit. You have to go out there and read it. Right. This is what you get. Now you're in front of everybody cheering. Ah. Yeah. That's a good, it's a good taste of what the, the believers were all about. But I got to say, this is a, a wonderful time to have you on this show. And one of the main reasons why we felt like we really had to do this right now is because it's just people need 
to know, I think, about the consistent resurrection of Martin Casals because you have you have done some amazing things, and I think uh, what strikes me about it is your your heart and the amount of things that you have gone through, and you still are a jovial person. You're super affable all the time. You it doesn't matter if you're getting your dick kicked in or if you're on the top of the world. You're the same guy every day. And and we've been talking about it recently. We're like, God dang it. We need to remind people just mm-hmm. who the fuck Martin is. Like this guy hey. is, it, he's not indestructible. You certainly have had your moments where you have been destroyed in one fashion or another. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of people know that either, because when the next time they see you, you've got that smile on your face, whether it be just jovial and happy or completely sadistic, but still a smile either way. <laughs> And you're right the fuck back at it. And here you are again. You know, a lot of people are are seeing you with this comeback that you've had recently and what's been going on. And they're just like, dang, yeah, Marty. And it's like, yeah, but, you know, Marty's gone through some shit to get here and mm-hmm. he's still willing to put up with all of it to keep going. And so we just thought, like, damn, we've got to fucking talk to Marty again. Like. So I want to start. I want to start with kind of where you are now. Obviously, you are now a happily married man. You've had a couple of weeks, but it wasn't. But a few weeks ago, you were over at AEW. So I'm curious, what was the journey that got you on AEW TV? Even though I know most of it, I think a lot of people don't know. Like, oh shit, Marty just popped up on AEW. What the fuck's going on? So what what was that? What was that journey? How did you get there? Actually, it started kind of two years ago, to be honest. To tell the real story, it actually started two years ago. Um, I was streaming on Twitch and, uh, you know, all the stuff you do in the ring and blah, blah, blah. You've seen some of the stupid shit I did at Lucha. Um, I'm lifting these weights. I set it down. My dog is being adorable, shakes his little cute butt. Um, I'm like, oh, come here, dog. He jumps up. I hug him. I turn to the right. I turn to the left. And uh, my L4, my L5 popped out of my spine. It ended up a bulge in my disc. Um, so I spent literally the last two years, Rocky Balboa montaging, uh, on my Twitch channel and, uh, until a point where I could actually like move to like walk normal without being in pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I got to where I could run. And then, so I'm like, I could wrestle now. So to secure the fact in my head that, Hey, I could still wrestle. I actually signed up for Cody Rhodes nightmare factory. Um, I went there and trained for three months with, uh, Cody, that place is run by Cody Rhodes, QT Marshall, Glacier from WCW, which I freaking love now. Glacier, right. awesome, never change. Um, and uh, after that, I, I asked him, all right, what's next? And I said, well, we're next. Uh, if you want dark, let us know. So I, I said yes. And then so that started my dark journey. So it was like two years of rehabbing to get there to prove to myself that I could wrestle again. I went to that school and the end of that, I'm like, Hey, yeah, let's do this. And then uh, here we are through three darks later. So we'll see what happens next. Okay. But look, there's fucking rehabbing. And then there's, there's you once told me you were fat fit. That (laughs) was your, that was your quote. You said you were in club fat fit or fit fat, something like that. And then yeah. Team Fit Fat, um, you and Paul. I, I tell a lot of people that, <laughs> but um, I don't know if you're on that team anymore, brother. What the fuck? You came back chiseled. <laughs> Holy shit! Like that was that was on a whole nother level. Like 
And and what what brought that on? Was that did you feel like you wanted to come back even more fit than before? Like, absolutely, you always want to come back better than you were before. But like, um, during this time of rehab, doing certain movements and lifts, it would put pressure on my my discs, so it hurt. So I'd be uh, restrained in kind of what I could do. So finally, like in January, this is like two years of rehabbing with cryotherapy, chirotherapy, acupuncture. I laid it on a bed of nails once because some Russian person said it would be great. <laughs> so I did that. I did float tank therapy. Uh, I did every sort of thing that said therapy on the end of it that you could do to it. Stem cells that I ended up getting. Um, they told me I couldn't wrestle anymore and that pissed me off. And uh, I don't like when people say I can't do stuff. It's my life, damn it. And uh, honestly, so it's just like, I couldn't do certain movements while my back was injured. So while I was, while I was doing that, I was doing what I can. And then once I was able to move again, then I hit weight, I could hit weights hard. And when your body doesn't go hitting weights hard for forever, for a year and a half, two years, and all of a sudden you hit weights hard again, my body adjusts fast. And, all right. All right. Where'd this from? All right. How, how long after the end of Lucha Underground was the injury when it happened? Uh, to it was actually after my my stuff. I did triple A, so mm-hmm. like two thousand eighteen, just before, just before Mania of eighteen, I think seventeen. One of those. I don't know. Right. I, I was, I, this whole year of COVID threw off my like. This year, this happened. This year, this happened. <laughs> was this the was this the Marty the Clown triple mania? Uh is it that one? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Now um, you went into after, that one after that. I was in you, a few times. But you went into that one with an injury also that people probably don't know about. You had a broken rib then, didn't you? Yeah, I did. You wrestled with a broken rib? With Sometimes. a broken fucking rib. Oh, still better than Psycho Clown though. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fight of psycho, huh? Uh, Neef no. is definitely <laughs> anti-psycho. Don't get him started. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was just scared. I was just scared that it was going to be him who took Phantasma's mask. I was like, he's already taken Wagner's. He can't take Phantasma's. I just like tomorrow, man. <laughs> Marty, I wanted to ask you with your back issues why you didn't go to surgery because a lot of the back specialists. They're going to want to stick a needle in you. They're going to want to cut you open the second they see that MRI with a bulging disc. What motivated you to not do that? Uh, I did go to a surgeon and then they, of course, said, hey, you could do this therapy and there's maybe a chance it could work. But like, you're going to need surgery. I'm like, I feel like if I get surgery because they were suggesting fusion surgery. And with fusion surgery, they lock it all down with metal. So now this can't move anymore. It's not bulging out, but it can't move anymore. And then from everything I did research on now, like now this one's going to hurt. Now this one's going to hurt because this doesn't move anymore. So then you got to go back and get these ones. Then you got to go back to these ones. I figured if I went back to have uh, back surgery on my rest, uh, back, my wrestling career would be over. And I didn't want to take that. So it was suggested though. They're like, you're not going to, you're not going to get back in the wrestling ring unless you have surgery. <laughs> that's what, Sting wrote it out as well, didn't he? Because Sting's not had surgery. Has he on his neck? No, I don't he think he did. 
Yeah, because yeah, he, he the whole thing with when he was at WWE was he couldn't wrestle because he wasn't getting the neck sword. But Justin, you are right. Um, I, I didn't even know you guys you knew about that. Um, I actually broke my rib in Colorado and I had to be in Mexico the next day or the next couple of days after that. Oh yeah, I know all about you getting nightstick. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was on. The, I was on. I was on the, telling you about that last time I was on here, wasn't I? Uh, maybe I don't know if it was on here or if it was just in a conversation, but yeah, I I remember uh, you you telling you weren't very pleased about that particular. Uh, I don't know moment. what happened. I want to know what happened. I went to Colorado, and I'm not going to say the promotion or who it was or what <laughs> because they'll they'll find it, and then the, 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 it is what it is. But I I did a wrestling match. I don't even remember who with who it was. Actually, I think I know, but anyways. I wrestled somebody, and these guys were supposed to come in. Me and this guy were supposed to have like a 20-minute main event. Uh, and then these guys were just going to come in and, and the finish and hit me with nightsticks. One of them had a, a cop gimmick, and, well, he hit me with my night, a nightstick. And then I covered my, head, my face up, and then he really hit me with his nightstick. Right in the ribs, and then I'm like, oh, oh ow! And so I just rolled out and like tried to check on it. And then he, he goes over and he's like, hey, good back in here. I'm like, no, fuck you. It hurt. No. No, this hurts. Um, well, I, I went, I, I, I'm like, it really hurts. This really hurts. And I'm stubborn. I don't like going to the doctors. But eventually I went to the doctors and like, oh, yeah, your ribs broken. I'm like, oh, oh, great. I got like TV and like, two days or some shit. Like, right. And so what did you do? You went to TV anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, you just breathe harder. That's all. <laughs> just breathe harder. Breathe better. That's all you can do. Because what are they going to do? Wrap up your ribs and that's it. You're going to go to the doctor and you're going to wrap up your ribs and that's it. So just breathe better. I don't know. That's, a, that's all. I didn't want to get taken off a TV. Right. So Vampire's like, bro, you're in, a, you're, you're in a spot right now. If we take off TV for a couple of weeks, uh, I just want you to – I don't want you to lose your spot. I'm like – so we're gonna put you in a, these six made matches and da, 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 da. and of course once I get in the restaurant then I'm like well <laughs> I can you know I can this, let me throw this mother trucker on this mother trucker then I'm gonna jump up and I'm gonna do this and and then da, da, da. and then I get in there and do that and then I'm like <laughs> oh. hey Meef did you hear what's that Byron there is a brand new cookbook out called Eat Like a Luchador by the Legends of Lucha Libre. Did you hear about Ooh, that? I have heard about it. I may even make an appearance. I, I am just super, 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 super stoked because I think they only illustrated like 17. And the fact that I'm illustrated is just mental. Um, the fact that I'm in the book is mental. And I think Phoenix is the one after me. So when people are skipping to Phoenix, they're going to see some chubby guy who works in a supermarket <laughs> in the middle of a cookbook superstars of like the world of wrestling which is just crazy Super Astro has put his uh, recipe for his uh, world famous torta Kaya Valkyrie who you are seeing now star on NXT as Frankie Monet Ray Fenix I believe Pentagon is in there as well Penta is in as well Damien Seis WWE Hall of Famer Amy Dumas, who you may know as Lita, is in it. Yes, quite um, a lot of the uh, old legends from our youth, from WCW and AAA and CLMLL. I definitely want to make Penta's whatever mm. meal he made, just because I'm a super fan of his 
for so long. If his food can get me anywhere near one one thousandth as badass as he is, I need to start training and eating his recipe and only his recipe. That's actually I need to I should get going. I need to buy some ingredients from the ring to the kitchen. This book celebrates Lucha Libre with popular Mexican dishes, offering a modern twist from iconic athletes. That's where Miflo comes in, legends, and superstars. So in the super yeah, Astro. yeah uh, this one of a kind cookbook for wrestling fans and aspiring chefs now available for booksellers everywhere. Um, it's it's really cool, Mif. You're telling me uh, where you're finding it. Yeah, so uh, we amazingly, it's actually on. Uh, not surprisingly on Amazon but like Waterstones are carrying and a lot of the um, independent um, online retails for books are also carrying in the UK and Europe yeah in in the states you can go to bookshop.org and support local buy the book eat like a luchador on shelves on digital shelves buy it now take care guys buy the book Hey everyone, it's Denise Salcedo here in Lucha Central Central with a reminder of where and when to catch all of the great network content this week. Get the full lineup and listen to all of our shows in the podcast network section of luchacentral.com. Sundays on the Lucha Central Facebook page, world-traveled shooter of the camera kind, Jerry Villagrana goes mano a mano with a fellow photographer to throw down about some of their favorite photos they have taken at Lucha Libre events. Monday, Business of the Business returns as Mass Republic President Kevin Kleinrock takes you inside how your favorite Lucha Libre merchandise gets made. On Tuesdays, Math, Mats, and Mayhem takes you inside the world of Lucha Underground as they take you weekly through the series with the benefit of hindsight and the benefit of special guests from the groundbreaking series. Check out the premiere video stream every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Lucha Central YouTube channel and at luchacentral.com. Then listen to it on your favorite podcast platform every Wednesday. Tuesday nights live, it's Wrestle Boss, where Favi Chulo talks MMA and pro wrestling with special guests and listener Collins. Visit WrestleBossLive.com Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Pacific to listen live or call in with questions or download the show on podcast platforms on Wednesdays. Wednesday nights live on Facebook, it's Spanish show La Mesa de los Margaros, giving you both the news and the cheese made from around the lucha world. Special guests and a whole lot of fun make it one of the most talked about shows in Mexico. Thursdays, it's straight out of the bodega with Papo Esco and PWR promoter Gabriel Ramirez as they have guests from throughout the wrestling world pull up to give an inside look into their careers. From indie standouts to television superstars, each week brings a new name and perspective. On Friday, it's your double dose of Lucha Central Weekly podcast. One in English y el otro en español. Lucha Central Weekly is where you'll find all the top stories of the week, both inside and out of the ring from Mexico and anywhere luchadores are in action across the globe. Be sure to subscribe and follow all your favorite Lucha Central Network series on your favorite podcast platforms, either by their own series name or subscribe to the Lucha Central Podcast Network show pages to get all of the shows in one easy feed. And please consider giving a rating to help more fans find the shows that you love. For now, this is Denise Salcedo signing off from Lucha Central Central. Have a great week. I'm glad that Vampire was at least trying to take care of you. He had very good things to say about you. We interviewed him not too long ago. Um, 
And it, we got finally the other side of the story of you coming to him when you were kind of in that comedy frame of mind. So for those who haven't watched Lucha Underground, you know, when when Marty the Magician turned into Marty the Moth, <laughs> um, you know, he was you know, you were definitely seen as a comedy character. I mean, that was kind of what you were there for from the beginning. And obviously, you know, if your original thing had been Marty the Magician, that certainly wasn't going to be a serious gimmick. Um, and and Marty the Moth wasn't at first either. I mean, you basically were the living embodiment of Vinny Massaro as a character. <laughs> <laughs> the creepy guy who was hanging around who just wanted a spot and got on. And it was funny. Like, I, I totally dug the original version of the gimmick. But, you know, Vamp came on and, and he said that you you came to him and you know, talk to him about that. And do you really feel like that moment where you decided that you didn't just want to be the clown was the real turning point for you in wrestling overall? Or was it just something that helped you get over in Lucha Underground? No, I think that definitely helped my career go. Lucha Underground helped, definitely helped my career. So like, and I don't, I feel like if I would have continued to be the comedic relief, which I was originally intended on, on being and brought in to be, uh, my career would have gone vastly different. Yeah, um, very, very vastly different. Even, even today, I'm still doing, I'm still doing Marty the Moth characteristics. I'm still being crazy. I'm still hitting myself to try and snap out of it. I'm still get, laughing and having fun with people, and I'm not pulling like bunnies out of hats and like magnificent Martin would have been. <laughs> um, so, but, but yeah, I knew I, I, I have nothing but love for Vampiro. He, uh. He was responsible for my AAA run um, after Lucha Underground decided to figure out what the heck they're doing. Um, and in my head, I love making people laugh. It's like that. I, I I do a lot of acting, and that's the kind of stuff that I like to do. It's just make people laugh. And but I, I'm a cartoon. Like I, I'm very animated. I'm very. I'm a certain kind of comedy. Um, uh, but I'm like I can make people laugh. But I every time I see a comedic character in wrestling you don't see them being uh represented or being seen as a legitimate champion of someone who could hold the title and a company can be behind it and so i went up to vampire and i asked him one time i'm like yeah i i love i love making people laugh but i just I, you never see anybody with this having a title rather than like a transitional champion or or something you, you never really take serious and something a, a company can't get behind and he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Let me think on that. And then all of a sudden, I'm ca- capturing sexy star for a season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the other thing is with comedy is the reality <laughs> of comedy is it's quite dark anyway. And most comedians are quite dark. So it kind of blended beautifully into what we saw in the end. It, 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 it definitely was a turning point, I think. Because like you said, if I would have stayed the comedic, then mm-hmm. my career would have mm-hmm. been comedic now. Um, right. Yeah. And so luckily we made that switch and Vampire is a huge part of that. Well, okay. And eventually this leads to you becoming the Lucha Underground champ and earning the title of Marty. That's my champ. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I'm very curious, like, how did that go down? How did you find out? Cause I don't know that we've ever talked about this before. What was the moment like oh when you God. found out they were putting the strap on you? Like, did you know it was coming? How, how long had this been discussed? Um, it was sometime after season two, uh, I was just talking with uh, De Joseph and, uh, he's like, yo, we, we actually talked about putting the strap on you. I'm like, what? <laughs> sure, man. Whatever you say. <laughs> right. Whatever. 
Um, and that was it. Like he's like, no, seriously, we thought about maybe found Hannaway or whatever. I'm like, okay, I believe it when I see it. Season three rolls around, and then uh, season after season three, they're like, hey, remember we had that conversation? We might actually do that. I'm like, okay, sure, I'll see it when I when it actually happens. And then that day, he comes up to me, he's like, hey, man, it's today. I'm like, what? Okay. Wait, you heard okay. on the day? Oh yeah, that's what you know. I didn't know what, you don't know what you're doing until you get there that day at, at Lucha. So I like I got there and like, yeah, so you're gonna win the gift of the gods and, and then and then we're gonna get you to the championship. I'm like, I'm gonna do both of those today. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All righty then, here we go. Holy um, shit. I don't think uh, I ever knew that. I figured you knew longer than that. Like I no. never Wow. They they taught they said, Hey, this might like they he said it was talked about once. I think it was after season two or season three. And then right before season four, I started like, hey, yeah, we might actually, I'm like, sure, whatever. But like, until you see it on the board written, you're like, can you read this? Yeah, okay. I'm not, okay, yeah, that's what it says. Okay, yeah. Oh, all right. Here it, it's game time. All right. Like, all right. No, it's on the whiteboard. Like, they roll out that whiteboard yeah. with all the matches for the day or whatever before the show, right? And it was actually on there. What did everyone yeah. else, what was everyone else's reaction like? Were the people, were you getting the laser eyes or was everybody happy for you? Uh, everybody was like really supportive. Like, that's what I loved about the Lucha Underground locker room. Like, everyone was behind each, like, each other. They would all watch each other's stuff and like give critiques and like props. That was one of the coolest locker rooms I was ever been a part of. Like everyone was behind it. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, I mean, that's amazing in itself because that certainly is not the case in a lot of locker rooms. It's like there's a meeting or you see the layout or you find out the booking. And then next thing you know, there's people wanting to go to the office and have a chat. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it was, I think I even got like, I I think I won. I think even like made sure everybody was okay and come back. I think they even did the clap thing. Um, So, it was a really supportive locker room. I, I I hope more locker rooms become like that in the future, to be honest. I don't know. It's It seems hard because I feel like in Lucha Underground, if you had any spot, you had a top guy spot. I just don't know that other promotions are really like that. I mean, there's a lot more jockeying for time and stories and booking. But at Lucha Underground, it's like, well, look, DJ's going to write what DJ's going to write. Van Wagnon's going to make it look a certain way. Skip's going to come in and, and make you shine in a vignette. And that's it. Like, there there's no there was nothing else to, to talk about. And then, you know, if you had an idea, you went to the guys and you said, like, hey, you know, could we maybe try this sometime? And they either said yes or no. And you just kind of went on with your day, right? I mean, I don't know that any other locker room could be like that. We can all dream, right? Because isn't that how it's supposed to be? Like, I think I, so. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. Like I had one of my biggest matches of my career because I went up and talked to you, Joseph, saying like, "Yo, me and Killshot don't want the Killshot don't want to end it like this. Can we do something to make this happen?" And that ended up being one of the bigger matches of my career. Yeah. But well, that line of communication was open, where they'd say, "Hey, if you got an idea, come talk to me." Right. Yeah. So you have to have that. What were you gonna say, Byron? I was gonna say that specific match. Um, I think from the believer standpoint, from the fan standpoint, really cemented your rise like put you on that specific trajectory for the Lucha Underground Championship in the eyes of the fans. Because later on in later seasons, there was a bit of a whitewashing of of the show and there was a bit of a rejection from fans among certain 
um, champions. Uh, but with you, that was never the case because we you came up with us in the show. We yeah. saw you start from just like banging on a door to get in on the show. And then that match with Killshot, just that legitimized you, I think, to all of us, you know? And it's it's amazing to hear how from you right now just how that just came across or came from a conversation with, with DJ. Yeah, like all of these, me winning the Lucha Underground title wouldn't have happened in, if my character didn't go to the dark side. Yeah. Um, uh, this, the match with, with Killshot with the weapons of mass destruction, all these wouldn't have happened if it weren't just for like small conversations with Vampiro and, and Chris DeJoseph. And those small conversations changed what happened on the TV show and therefore changed what happened in my wrestling career. So those two conversations changed a lot in my wrestling career, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Byron, that Weapons of Mass Destruction match, was that one of the ones we got to see on the big screen? Didn't we get to see that at the theater? I think I saw pictures of it being seen at the big screen. Somewhere. Yeah, we did. We, also we saw the first two, ep- and that was in the second episode, right? We saw the first two episodes of that season in the theater or whatever. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, and it was just, <laughs> it was going to the movies to see Marty just pour buckets of blood out of his body. Yeah, it was what I thought was buckets of blood until Pentagon happened. Oh, Oh, I I still... Dude, Marty, I still have Pentagon's mask from that match. I have your blood in my home. We are bonded. Clone me, clone me. I need something to do my yard. (laughs) That's amazing. I think he still wakes up at night about that match. We talked to Eric about that match on on several occasions, Uh-oh. and um, <laughs> we talk Uh-oh. about that match with Eric. We've talked about that match. We haven't oh, talked really? about it with Marty ever on the show. Well, I, I don't. How much I don't think, think I've remember? talked to him about that match. I don't think I've talked to him at all about that match. To be honest, I think in in a very fatherly way, that was probably one of the most scared moments of his entire life. Oh God, he told Where, beforehand like there was going to be one moment he was really nervous about. And you could see him standing like sort of backstage watching the ring with that with that dad look on his face. Like very like he was popping in and out of the entryway because he could not physically keep himself at Gorilla. Like he he kept running out to see what's going on and if he needed to, you know, call in life flight or you know what was gonna happen. But like was all that laid out ahead of time, or did you guys uh you know just kind of go with the flow? I, it was brutal. Tull, yeah. bro, like the most brutal. It was deathmatch level. Yeah, it, it, it was. It was a lot of blood. <laughs> um, the thing is, is like I, I went through the glass and they got scared. And they, I heard Marty say, "Are you okay?" And I said, "Yes," but I was also pulling a thing of glass out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus but, Christ! Like I'm already through through the table. There's glass in me now. Like, all right, as long I've, I've done the damage, let's get the reward. So right. um, I think that I don't know if you heard me or didn't hear me or what, but I heard him saying, hey, let's take it home. I had there's so much more brutality coming. Um, and I, it would have been I think there was barbed wire. There was a table spot with barbed wire. Wait, there, there was, was stuff you guys left out of that match. I cut out. I'm pissed about it. I'm pissed off about it. Damn it. Rematch. So, yeah. It's Rematch. Like, there's, we had, there's, I think there was like, the, OK, he did bring out the tax, right? He did do that. Yeah, yeah, there was supposed movies. to be a, something with barbed wire on a table involved in that, and that was supposed to be like because I took a lot of shit. Right, um, it, it was it was gonna be it was gonna be comeback time, and uh, when they didn't see me react or didn't hear me react, 
they cut it home. And so you see me. Actually, I, I got to go back and see if you can see me. I know I wasn't hiding at all. I'm like, no, what are you doing? We're taking it home. No, no. I'm bleeding everywhere. I'm like, no, fuck you. Fuck you, no. And 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 Pentagon's setting up these chairs. And then I'm like, no, fuck. Like, I was just angry. I was just angry the whole time. Not because, like, how the match was going. I was loving how the match right. was going, actually. But. You, the you damage s- had already been done. Mystic ass just wanted to do off. more. You, you still going? Oh God, damn! Let's yeah, let's let's end this the way we originally intended on telling the story. Yeah. Well, um, also a lot of people were over that day too. A lot of people had taken uh, liberties with the clock uh, in their matches prior to that, and I know that they were drastically over by probably about forty-five or fifty minutes at that point. Uh, and they were burning burning into OT on the crew and this, that, and the other thing. So. I know, I know there was a lot of other issues. I don't know if that was why you got the to go home there, but it, uh, you know, it might have also been you bleeding out on the floor. But you know, <laughs> no, I, I remember there were I many remember, factors I think going on there. There were the two things. There was there was the bump that Eric was concerned about, which I think was um, uh, you're basically just diving over the top rope and taking a straight bump on the floor or through a table, but you're basically falling a decent amount without anything catching you uh that was a scary moment but when you went through the glass in the crowd it felt like oh this is over like (laughs) this like this guy's gonna be in a back of an ambulance in five minutes let's try and get a three count before then oh man damn 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 but uh but it was epic i wanted to know um because i mean that was that was pentagon taking the belt back but that was your moment that was your night that was your match i want to know what your mentality was going into that did you um, ask were you trying to prove something or, or what what was going on for for me it was just like i've worked my ass off to get here i'm walking in the champion of this last and now the last episode of lucha underground right in my in my mindset then the last episode of the season and you're damn right i'm gonna prove the reason i'm here it wasn't any sort of fluke i'm not any sort of any champion that i i'm here because i deserve to be here um that was my mindset going into it so that's why i was like so angry when they cut me short and i get it if it was a time thing but i've literally never talked to uh, man wagon about it Sorry, I said to eat. Now I can't. Swear. No, it's fine. Oh, that's, we that's, eat that's on this show story. all the time. Somebody we're, has to do it. We're a I usually podcast. breathe like a, a sex pest. So. ASMR, <laughs> Mark Fong, it's, we do it all. Yeah, so you haven't... Do you think legally Eric was trying to keep distance from you? Because of that <laughs> See, possibly, possibly. I just remember being so sad because this is the last day of the season. The last day of the season. We have the big giant rap party. That yeah, I remember seeing you and me and Cross were standing there and like yeah. looking at you like, uh, bro, I think you might not need to be at this party. Yeah, I remember you're walking around with that your shirt on, but you have like everything, to- your head's toweled up, your hands toweled up. And it was like, this guy should be in a hospital, but no one wanted to take away the night from you. You know, yeah, that was your night. Yeah. It, that's that. I wanted that to be my, I was excited as shit to like hang out, but I was bleeding everywhere. And you then, stuck like, around for a little while. I did with my acting agents. Like, you better just go to the hospital. So, in case anything happens, we'll take care of you. I'm like, they've always taken care of me. I'm not worrying about this. Right. I'm just, you need to go to the hospital. Like, I'm, 
Your acting agent thinking about like an audition he booked you for on Monday. <laughs> yeah, right. My face is like, ah. you know about wrestling. And uh, well, the funny thing is, is that's the only wrestling she's known. She's never seen any of my wrestling matches, and that's the oh, match oh show. no. <laughs> so, so I think she thinks that's what I do every weekend. Right. So she's real stoked on sending you out for wrestling gigs. Oh, now. Yeah. She's oh, like, yeah. so, so when she was looking at movie roles, she's like, right, he can do his own stunts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can do a stunts. I can do stunts. Actually, I did stunts on uh, an Adam Sandler movie with Kevin Cross. I saw that. Wow. I, I, um, speaking of Kevin Cross, I love Kevin Cross. Oh, Carrying Cross now. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Johnny Cross. Johnny Cross Bones. Yeah, that's, what I mean. not us. that's right. That's right. Some other promotions before, champ. That's not my champ. <laughs> <laughs> what I was saying before is that he. I was. I was all. Every time I'd walk up and talk to somebody, somebody'd be like. Yo, bro, I don't think you should be here. You should go get this checked <laughs> up. And it was every person I talked to, I'd walk up, I'm like, hey man, how are you having fun? Da, da, da. Hey, bro, you should go get checked. I'm like, guys, finally. Then my acting agent finally said it. And I'm like, God damn it. So then I left. So this rap party's going on. And last rap party of Lucha Underground. And I'm sitting at the hospital, but Paul London and Carrie Cross and my girlfriend all are like, oh, we'll go with you. I'm like, you're gonna. You're gonna leave this? They're not huge partiers. But I'm a I, I'm a social guy. I like I like parties. Yeah. Um, but they're like, yeah, dude, we just hang with you. So now I'm just sitting here, just the vibes. I'm just thinking about how different it is. I'm just chilling with Paul and Kevin, uh, just like chilling in the hospital. Like, yeah, you're still bleeding. Like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and I'd poke it at him. Uh, it was just a weird. I got a picture, and I'm trying to find it where it's just a picture of us three sitting in the hospital and then just me thinking about like the craziness that is happening at the rap party that I'm missing out on because these guys can't just throw some staples at me or super glue it, super glue it. Like we do in the wrestling business. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's all good. So, well, if it's any uh, consolation, uh, I went up to Jake Hagar and did moth things in his face all night when I was drunk. So that makes you feel much yeah. good. I also, I also <laughs> he did that for me. I don't know. That was if actually that, for me. I don't know if that rap party could have been as wild as the three of you all in one room combined. Uh, I, I, anytime me, Paul, or Kevin are in the same room, it's magical for me. It is a good time. That well, that sounds bad, doesn't it? No, that sounds um, that sounds no, like exactly no, what it is. <laughs> then accepted. It was fantastic. It's anytime we're in the room brand. together. As, as, Paul, <laughs> as Paul would say, it's it's black sex magic wherever he goes. It can't help it. He just oozes black sex magic machismo. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever talked to Paul lately? I miss Paul. Um, When you see Paul, I've saw Paul quite a few times after Lucha Underground and and over at Mav Pro and whatnot. But we need to get him on the show again. It's been it's been too long. Yeah, but yeah, there's so much in the world that's happened for Paul's opinion. We need. You know, you know the Rabbit Tribe. The Rabbit Tribe is now missing a member because he signed with a Fed. So maybe they could use another one. Martin mm. Martin the Millefis Munificent's gonna have to pull one out of a hat. Go pull Marty out of the hat. <laughs> pull a <laughs> rabbit out of pull a rabbit out of the hat. Um I do want to ask you about the, the end of Lucha Underground because you know that night was tremendous, but and I mean a lot of people thought shit, maybe it won't come back, but we had thought that several times in the past. So it was like, yeah, it'll yeah, they'll work something out maybe. But now 
it's pretty much a done deal. I don't think that incarnation of Lucha Underground is ever going to happen again by any stretch of the imagination. So what are your thoughts post that now? Like, is, is there any regret? Is there anything that you wish that you could have gotten a chance to do there or, you know, hated to see it go out that way? Like, what are your thoughts on the, the actual demise of the original Lucha Underground? I just hated to see it go out just because it was so different than anything else you see in wrestling. Uh, you have AEW, Impact, WWE, all these different companies are wrestling companies. This was a TV show. Um, and yeah. it had its own quirks and issues that you had to go over and roadblocks you had to go over by it being a TV show. But at the same time, it brought something so different than everything else in wrestling, period. Um, and, I, and I've seen people have more cinematic stuff and vignettes and stuff that have gotten influence from it. But this was a TV show where we cut off heads, time traveled, like <laughs> killed people. This was different in wrestling. You kidnapped and, someone for an entire off season. Yeah, she she was quite a fighter for the first couple of weeks. <laughs> <laughs> She's punching through walls in your house. That's right. <laughs> That's why you're doing all the drywall on Twitch. Just want to know where the body's buried. <laughs> At least she didn't catch you in an arm bar because that could have been real yeah. trouble. Oh, oh, wow. Was that too soon? <laughs> too soon? Jesus, that was like three years ago. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like everyone heard, saw that half, but it was after that incident happened that she came to me and she was she's like, I don't know what, what's going on. Everyone yelling at me and da, 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 and she's bawling tears. And I'm like, I have no idea. I just probably put my pants on from what, from what I was going to do. So um, she just came up to me and was bawling and saying, I'm not sure what's happening. Everyone's yelling. And I'm like, oh, gosh. So every time that comes up, that's the first thing that comes up to my head is her bawling her eyes out, um, not knowing what happened or what what everyone's being so angry about. Uh, So that's the first thing that pops in my head whenever that story pops up. I mean, it was it was a weird situation, too, because she really was the golden child. But it was, you know, it was kind of cancel culture i'm not saying that it wasn't necessarily deserved but a lot of it had to do with the public perception that came out of it afterwards of Mm -hmm. of her demise in lucha underground because they just i think they just felt like well shit that's not redeemable at this point now with all the the focus on it and the public knowledge about it and the backstage shenanigans and all the things that were going on was just kind of weird you know i i won't say that i've felt bad for her or anything but i did think that it was like it was a weird situation, you know, to see that kind of public outcry. Like nobody else who had left Lucha Underground had had that kind of scenario behind it, whether it was MVP or Conan or mm-hmm. any of those guys. Like nobody had ever dealt with what she dealt with, which was that everybody was just like, oh, fuck her after that. I mean, it was pretty and it was pretty instantaneous, too. Like, yeah, the reaction from the believers alone was not on her side. And a lot of those people had no issue with her whatsoever. They loved her, you know? So it was, it was, it was a weird moment, man. That I always thought, you know, you look back at Lucha Underground and all the investment that they had made in her and her storylines and her characters and even putting the strap on her. Like, it was just, it was pretty crazy, you know? Yeah. Lucha-masks.com in partnership with Mass Republic give you personal protective masks to keep you Lucha strong in the fight versus COVID-19. With world-class luchadors Blue Demon Jr., the Lucha Brothers, L.A. Park, Ultimo Dragon, 
King Velasquez, Conan, and so much more. Head to lucha-masks.com and you too can become a masked warrior. Lucha-masks.com, powered by Pro Wrestling Revolution. Freshness of the salmon is what really brings you in. It's saying you just bit into something magnificent. I started doing food reviews in my car around 2009, and then my life changed. I'll go just about anywhere to get some good food. I'm only here for one reason and one reason only. That is to devour. That's looking real good right there. Every bite has to be an experience. And I'm going to take you for that experience. You too. Mm. I'm the captain now. You know I'm not leaving until I tell you what my favorite fried food in the city is. It hits all the spots. What I'm looking for is some good chicken and waffles. Let me tell you about this chicken. Mommy, chicken dry? It's dry, we don't want it. So you talking juicy, juicy? It's got to be juicy. Is this what you do? I mean, this is what do we do? Boom, boom, all over the place. Boom, boom, in my face. This is the most decadent burger that we have ever made. Starts with one pound of Wagyu on there, truffle cheese, gold billionaire bacon on top, big lobster, yeah. gold dusted bun. It is the best burger you will ever have. You mean a burger I have in a moment. All right. Enjoy your burger. All I need for you to do for me is keep it crispy. I had to kiss it. I had a kiss. Just give me a moment. I have moments with my food. I Just... love you, man. This is fresh, fried, and crispy. You want to know why I call it a hush puppy? Did you hear me say anything while I was chewing it? Hush puppy. You go back and you think about tough enough, right? And then you think about some of these other injuries. And then, you know, you've been to the top and then you get these things happen to you where you get sidelined for a while. And it happens to a lot of people in the business and timing is, is everything, you know, you saw what happened to, to cross too. I mean, like th- that first hit of like, Oh my God, I'm on WWE TV and I got the belt and Oh shit. I'm fucking not going to be able to do any goddamn thing. Like he had to have been panicking and shit in his pants. But for you, like how, how do you get through those moments to the other side of it? I mean, even starting back with tough enough, like, that show, and not even necessarily your career, your career aside, just the show itself would have been a better program with the storyline of you winning or getting even to the end of it. Like, it would have just been a better show. It would have changed, I think, the trajectory of that show. And then the shit happens. Like, what do you, what do, you do to get through those moments without harping on the what-ifs of life, like, of just knowing that you have to get up and keep going and find the next path when there's something that is completely out of your control that happens it's happened to you a lot of times it's happened to me a lot of times yeah uh my ankle injury my ribs my uh uh herniated disc happened to me a lot of times but like what else would i rather spend my time doing besides wrestling making movies and playing games on my on my twitch stream there's like Okay, in a perfect world, what else? If I had all the money in the world, had everything in the world that I wanted, I could go anywhere, I could do anything, probably want to do one of those several things. Make movies, wrestle, play video games because I'm a child. Um, <laughs> and, and that is literally what I built my life around doing. I stream on Twitch. I, I have a production company and a, and a YouTube channel comes out every single uh Thursday, and then I have a production company that we're going to go ask a bank for $2.5 million. 
uh, making full feature films. Uh, oh, you make movies? Yeah. Oh, we should uh, have a conversation. Okay. <laughs> Byron has, in fact, made a movie. Ooh. I should show you my movies. I've, I showed Paul and I showed Kevin. I should show you my movie and see if you think it's... Yeah, you mean the guy with an actual production company, Byron? About time yeah. we kind of figured out Just this whole entertainment industry thing. Justin, help, <laughs> Justin helped on it, too. Um, yeah, send me, your, send me your movie. I'll send you my movie. But but making movies and wrestling, like, in a perfect world, if I had all the money in the world, I'd want to do one of those things. So... Why put my efforts into anything else that doesn't create that as my life? This is the way I look at it. My life's going to flash before my eyes either way, and I want it to be one badass movie. I don't want it to be like I did stockbroking, and I was in the finance industry for 15 years. I sat behind a desk. I was damn good at my job, and I hated every single freaking moment of it. Right. I enjoy all the shit that I do now. And and it's why put any effort into anything that's not creating the life that I want to lead anyway. That's the way I look at it. If I have a broken leg, all right. Is there anything else I'd want to do? Do I want to be a post office guy? No. Do I want to be this? No. Do I want to go work in a restaurant? No. Do I go back in finance? No. Want to wrestle? Yeah. I can't do any of that without my ankle working. Okay, let's just get what this is get fixed. How do you fix that? this and this therapy this therapy it's just a bucket list of shit because i want this end result so right. it's just why spend time doing anything else that you don't want to do like, well you're good at keeping your yeah. eyes on the prize i think i mean you just figure figure out what it is set your mind to it and and do your best to go get it i and a lot of people as simple as that sounds i think a lot of people don't have that in them they really don't which is part of why we wanted to have you on the show because it's like Wow, this guy has that in him. Mm-hmm. And and that is the story of Martin Casals is he's the guy that has it in him. And not everybody does. It it it, it kind of got it was caught funny in a quote that uh Shane actually wrote because we did something with a master what was a master structure match and I retweeted him and said something. And then he said the guy uh what did he say? He was the guy that doesn't die won't stay down versus the guy that doesn't go down. I'm the guy that doesn't stay down. You can kick you like it. Life's going to kick you in the face no matter what. It's just how you react to get back up or just keep taking it in the face. I'd rather not take anything to the face. Just saying, <laughs> don't get back up. Like it's just I, I, I life throws shit at you. So I, I just keep going. That's all I do. I just I want to make a cool life, and and if I could help a bunch of cool people on the way, that's what that's what I'd like to do. It's fucking help, like, make cool shit happen. That's what I want to do. Well, you seem to be doing that. So are you going to, are you going to continue in in the ring mode? Like, I know you, you, you did dark. Is there more of that coming? Are you looking for other promotions? Are you really more into doing the movie stuff and production stuff? Like, like, well, first and foremost, are you, do you want to go back inside the squared circle? Is that where you see yourself in the next few years? Yes. I have many viewers left in professional wrestling. Um, uh, but just because I'm not professionally wrestling on the weekends doesn't mean I can't make movies during the week, um, and create some cool stuff during the week. So, yes, I will be in the square circle. I'm a free agent now. Oh, so, um, I would definitely love to do more stuff at places I haven't gone before. Um, UK is a big one. I've never been to UK. 
Um, Which I, I tried working that one out earlier on today. Meath yeah. can help help probably in that. <laughs> I I actually just want to go to as many places that I haven't been in as possible, wrestle as many people that I haven't wrestled as possible, mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of just ha- test myself out. I feel like being injured for so long, you you learn to appreciate the time that you worked for instead of just like, all right, I'm going to punch this guy in the face. It's like you, 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 you take it in longer. You, you enjoy it a little bit longer. And then you feel this a lot longer. You just feel everything more. And uh, when, when you sit and actually appreciate stuff. So, uh, so I'm, I'm excited for the wrestling. That's coming wrestling. Yes, I will be yeah. making movies. So Brian's still going to send me that. Uh, Byron's still going to send me that. But, yes. Oh, thank you. Um, I would definitely am going to be uh, in the squared circle again. Um, there's an impact trial coming up. Um, I just actually put in for the WWE trial that they said. Uh, so I'm like, the Vegas thing? You're going to go yeah, out to that? I put, right. I put in for it. I don't know what's going to happen with it. So, I mean, I got to um, imagine you get noticed at any of these tryouts pretty quickly. I mean, like you were a champion of a nationally televised wrestling promotion it's not like yeah. there's a ton of those around there's a couple of them it's <laughs> yeah. well it's like you know you know there's that, a lot of places you can go these days of material for underwear i mean look there's a lot of places you can go these days you got ring of mm-hmm. honor you've got impact you've got uh i mean AW, you saw, you've got triple a any all the gcw mlw Right. Uh, some people keep bringing up Mia MLW for the Guerrero or Azteca Underground or something. Yeah. Like what do yeah. you think about that? I haven't seen. I saw the I saw the promo with Cueto, which anything yeah. Cueto's in, I oh. love it. Right. Um, right. How shocking was that? That was kind of crazy to just see him resurface in that role out of nowhere. I loved it. Like, I keep hearing about it coming back. It's going to come back. It's going to come back. But until you actually see it. Nothing yeah. back yet, but I loved the vignette that was they they nailed the mythos on the money with a bowl, um, all of his little, <laughs> all of the little Quato quirks with without it being Quato. What is he being called now? Cesar Duran, Cesar Duran, Cesar. It's it's him. That 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 actor makes that role, no matter what that name is. I mean, Luis, yeah, it's the best part of his life. How could he ever not want to do <laughs> that for all time? Would you do it? Would you be Marty the Moth again if if it came around and it was the right thing? Sure. Um, I feel like I, I could, I could definitely bring something to that table there uh, with my history at Lucha Underground. So, yeah, like I said, my wrestling career is not over for quite a few years. So, yeah. Uh, I that's interesting to me because I just, I, I mean, like as much as I knew that we'd see you again at some point in time, I don't know that I ever even thought in my mind, like, shit, there's a possibility of actually seeing Marty the moth again. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. I went as Marty, the moth Casals for many of years until like pretty much this lot more recent year. Uh, and because to get away from copyrights, it couldn't be Martinez. Right. So they gave zero craps then. And I doubt they'd give zero craps if I did it there at MLW. Brian the butterfly. Yeah, my my whole thing about uh, Azteca Underground is that um, it's the same thing why I wanted to grab you to do our podcast like as soon as possible. Um, I don't know how long you're going to be unsigned for now that you're a complete free agent, you're you're back going full speed. 
I thought that I wanted to get you before, as soon as I saw you doing your uh, training at the Nightmare Factory. Once you started doing dark, I thought that was too late. So, I mean, if you ask me, it it's only a matter of time before you get mm-hmm. some sort of big deal uh, somewhere. Uh, have you thought about Japan, by the way? Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I had a blast. I went to Japan with AAA. Oh, so yeah. So I had a blast there. I would, and I would love to go back there again. Have you That's seen? Series alone. Yeah. Have you seen anything from DDT Pro? You really uh, want to go to DDT? I've seen clips of DDT Pro. Yeah. So it seems um, like it'd be kind of up your alley. Um, and then my buddy Royce Isaacs wrestled there, I believe, too. So we've talked about it there. And then he he's he's doing some good things at AEW Dark that he that he brought in. So he wrestled some New Japan guys there at his Dark match. So like. I would love to go down to Japan and kick Isaac in the face. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's. I was gonna say, if, if you do Europe, um, I think that one of the, the funnest thing, the thing that you'll probably get the best kick out of, would be doing like uh, some form of a tour, and then traveling. Oh, because like there's yeah, there's, there's promotions in Denmark and Finland. Um, and Italy. Be a driver. I do. Yes, I do. I do drive luchadors around the UK. Uh, let's set that up. We will we will stream that whole drive, and everyone will love you by uh, the end of the drive. Well, the sex shops do. all the way on the motorway. Oh. It's hilarious! Yeah. Wow, sex he's a married man now. Me, if he's married now, he's, he's got a woman. I enjoy good views, though. Don't don't like don't listen to them. <laughs> don't listen to them. Yeah. I'm it's still just, a man. You, you can drive down the motorway. You can buy a sofa from an Asda right. store, That's fair. and you can also buy an 18 inch dildo. So, oh. you know. You, for the self combo it's a good combo <laughs> i think Man, that would happening? be an amazing tour uh, like <laughs> me me and marty making towns in england and europe that's, that's, that's a show in itself can we make this happen me can we take a yeah, yeah. trip do it don't tease me don't tease me no no, no, no we'll definitely do it <laughs> that's me selling point hey uh, by the way you? i don't drive my little my partner who's like 5 foot 2 drives <laughs> And she okay. she was just dri- she was just driving Drago around and was looking in the mirror, just going, "This what?" That's a dragon. <laughs> That's the funny shit. I've got a dragon hanging out getting coffee. I was like, "Oh my god!" So wait, right, me, that's that why mean, I was saying Lucha Underground is so different. You got dragons and like people dying and stuff. Like you don't see that anymore. Lucha Underground died. So did time travel and wrestling. Yeah, yeah. truth. Or maybe that's how they bring it back at Azteca Underground. Who knows? All you need is one Aerostar <laughs> appearance and reset the entire timeline. Everyone who died can come back. Vinny Massaro can reappear for having being murdered on a pizza, and everybody goes, can be happy again. <laughs> he goes back to when everyone was born and, and whispers a different name in their parents' ears. <laughs> <laughs> he just makes a whole series out of this, man. I like yeah. alternate timelines for Lucha. That could be fun as hell. Yeah. I really yeah. wanted the Stranger Things upside down world where it's just Vinny walking around with a pizza, like trying to find everyone else. That was one of the things that I, was, I am very disappointed that I heard was uh, into Joseph's plan that there was a netherworld for everyone who had been sacrificed where you were going to get to see some of those people and some of them were actually going to come back out of that netherworld. And that was something that had gone around for a long time. Now, that could just be something that Joseph was saying to the guys who had been murdered so they didn't <laughs> feel like shit. <laughs> or that could have actually been a real thing. But Although, I mean, it's a cool idea. I mean, 
Yeah, but if he's talking to like Jack backstage and Jack's telling you, recounting the story, how much weed is involved is what you're asking. How, yeah. how high was he when he got told? Yeah, that, that could be a factor. <laughs> Which you can never. <laughs> I don't want to say that, Byron. Weed. Weed, weed is legal in California. Green he, wasn't, green he wasn't breaking any laws. That's right. It's, it's recreational in California. They deliver that shit to your hotel room. I literally oh. got weed delivered in California three or four times. And it was the weirdest thing ever. But it was so nice to not have to go down a sketchy alley and uh, just take whatever was there. But literally just go on a website and an app and have that shit brought to your doors. Like, wow. See, where like, I grew up, that would happen as well. But it was a kid on a bicycle would come and drop it off. <laughs> <laughs> great, great. Me from the yeah. paper. I have a medical card here, like in Utah, and uh, yeah. I, it, it, I, I ordered at, at when Lucha Underground was happening. I ordered right to my hotel room, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to have a great night tonight. That's now so crazy. I had it for my Twitch stream. I added a third com- computer monitor. I went on Craigslist and found a computer monitor for like twenty bucks, oh. and I had to meet him in some like parking lot out in the open, and, and it was sketchier to buy a monitor than it was to get. Weed. Right. <laughs> Sketch you to buy merchandise in the car park at Lucha Underground. Right. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> they can deliver it to your door, but I have to tell me some stranger to get a monitor. Man. I like some of these ideas. I I I it's weird because I'm a little conflicted because I don't know if I want to see you land someplace permanently super fast. I almost want to see you kind of test the waters and go out and hit some different things and maybe go to Europe or do some time in Japan or maybe hit some of these. Like, I love the fact that you got to pop up on dark for a while, but it's not necessarily, you're not stuck there yet. And I I don't, I'm not stuck. Maybe not the right word, but that you're not, you know, stationed there permanently where you can't investigate some of the other things that are out there. Like, I'm curious to see what the next reinvention of Martin Casals is going to be. Well, speaking of reinvention, and also selfishly, Justin, I want, because I was out of town when you got to see Marty at shows, I want to see more shows here with Marty and with you. And um, Where, in L.A.? In L.A., yeah. I want you to come back. I want Marty to come back. I want... Well, who's running right now? Yeah, I don't think anyone's even running right now. GCW is going to be here in August. But I might then, actually be doing something with GCW in Vegas the week of oh, SummerSlam. Are you guys going to SummerSlam? Uh, a gym, I think. Is going, I don't know. We're going way. to MLW, MLW in a couple of weeks in Philly, but I'm in but, Cleveland now, so you got to think easier for that, me to get to Philly and East yeah. Coast shows than West Coast shows. But I might yeah. come out. I might be around. Philly's hard for me to get. Yeah, you got a spot here, Justin. If you need to, just clean up after yourself this time. There's a lot well, of stains I, in the carpet. I think I'm going to be there. I think I'm going to be in LA late July to late August now. So I'll be out there yeah. for a little bit. So do we decide if anything's running in LA then? I don't know. Maybe. I'll uh, make some calls. Let's see. If we we should talk to, talk to Paul, see if Maverick's going. Um, stuff, Pro, is, stuff is going to happen. Pro Wrestling Where's, Revolution? Are they LA? So, uh, talked to me. PWG is oh, happening. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're back. Yeah, they're back. Um, but uh, I wanted to ask you. Oh, and um, new uh, New Japan is in Long Beach. They're going to have a show in August with fans. That's going to be a thing now. Um, I mean, yeah, it's a weird Wild West kind of time because everything is going to start coming back, and it's like a big reset for everybody. Yeah. It's it's the perfect time for Martin Casals to throw his hat back into the ring. I think because 
everybody is trying to figure out what they're doing and when they're running shows and bringing stuff back and new storylines. I mean, even WWE is, is kind of resetting a lot of stuff just mm-hmm. for them to go back out on the road, you know, then looking at what they have and what they need to start doing house shows again and, you know, touring and all that stuff. So it's, it's kind of a, a new wild West in wrestling, you know, I have an important question though, uh, with your, re- with your rebranding. Um, I'm, I'm concerned and I'm curious about why your new gear is so conservative and it covers up so much of your body. <laughs> because I'm sexier now and you're going to have to pay for that on OnlyFans. <laughs> there. Uh, yeah, the whole thing about the wrestling gear at Lucha Underground, I was trying to be as disgusting as possible. So I'm like, and then it started becoming a joke. Like, let's see how small we can make this gear. They're like, you want it smaller than this? I'm like, just make it as small as you'll make it. And so they kept making it smaller and smaller. And uh, now that I, I like, I, the time off and rehabbing myself, it definitely helped my body get to a good spot. I'm, I feel like I'm in way better shape now than I ever was at the Johnny Down. Uh, so, like, I don't know. I like I like the new gear. <laughs> I, I don't know. If, I got a power. I got a Power Rangers like esque. Uh, like shield going on now, I, I'm I'm ready for for things. I'm excited about the world opening back up because I feel like wrestling is going to go into a huge surge. Like wrestling is going to go nuts. Just oh, there's nothing like it live, is there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Nothing's oh no, it's it's nuts, and also just there's so many more people out able to work. I mean, it, it's and you got to be very proactive, and you got to catch people when you can because there's so many moving pieces. I remember. uh Moxley was doing his thing and Cross immediately just grabbed someone and filmed a promo in Vegas. And that, you know, Mox also, Mox, uh, John Moxley also lives in Vegas. Just on a whim, they did that. And next thing you know, Moxley is doing a surprise match. They get to have a Bloodsport-esque match at FSW, which was awesome. And it was just the perfect intersection. And stuff like that's happening everywhere. Um, Matt Cardona with Nick Gale. <laughs> in GCW, which is like, you would have never thought. And it's a big thing. And it's like the possibilities are endless. Um, on that though, who, who would you want to Matt? Who would you want to fight on the Indies? Who do you want? If you can have your tour, um, Japan, Mexico, Europe, anywhere. California. So Byron can go. (laughs) I would like to be able to go to a show. Oh, it's all about you. Just keep putting yourself over. It's fine. uh, Like everyone, everyone, a lot of people, like even Cody, he's one of the first ones who made the list when he became a free agent of the matches he wants. What would be, can you, can you give us a top five? See, like I've, I I would like a match. See, but these guys are signed, but I, I still, I still want matches with them. Yeah, I got. I don't know who's all out there right now. Uh, well, who are the guys that are signed? Even I'm curious. Who do I you know. want? I, I I've always wanted a match with Sammy Guevara. All right, and I've and I match with Sammy Callahan. Oh God, oh, I would love. Oh that. God, dear Lord, <laughs> they will need to put bodily fluids warning Wait, on that one. You ne- you never locked up with Sammy at Lucha, huh? No, he came out and punched me, and I was <laughs> really into it. He came out and just like started jumping on him. Me and him would stay together, and like I was really into it, so I started headbutting his fist. And so he's like, "Ow!" And ever since then, I'm like, "We gotta have a match together." Let's oh, that would be so much entertainment. I'd love to see him do the thing where he does the charge all the way around the ring, and yeah. then you to just 
float right over him with the butterfly with the moth wings. <laughs> I just yeah, get up I at the last second. Take that Lucha. I think that was an Aztec warfare or something. He did do that to me once. <laughs> the, I wanted all the... the way around the ring and then jumps on me. So he did do that once. If you did that, but like at the last second, you leapfrogged him and then just did the butterfly wings at him. I would just, I would, I would lose my tear. I would, I would lose my mind. That would be incredible. I'm really happy. I got to see you and cross at Mav pro because that was yeah. another match that was like, Oh shit. Are we ever going to see these guys really throw down? And I know, you know, you, you guys went. Uh, you guys went a little heavy on the plunder that night, which was fun. <laughs> <laughs> See, I wish I had footage of this. I, I remember the match happening, but I don't remember anything that happened in it. I think I have um, a little bit of footage of it. Maybe I can send you because I, me and Jimmy were there, and I think we had our phones out for a little. But I don't think I recorded that much of it because I was too into yeah. just hanging. Out. I'm, I'm sure London's probably got it though. I think they taped it. But I have a picture after the show Justin sent me where you're doing something and Justin's running away from you. Uh, he was trying to put his wet chonies in my hand again. Again. Oh, can you tell us that story? Oh, Jesus Christ. Please, please do, Justin. Tell me more. Tell me more. No, the, the, the original story is uh, after the, the night you won the title, um, you're you're coming out from backstage at the Ice Temple. So, you know, the bathrooms were out there. There's a Poro Potties in the fucking parking lot. And I'm standing there and I'm, me and London are talking about something. And... Uh, you come over and I'm like, oh my God, thank congrats, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I reach my hand down to shake your hand because I want to, you know, shake the hand of my champ. And uh, you just <laughs> stuck your wet chonies all in my hand and up my arm. And I'm just like, oh, and it was probably intended for London. But I reached to shake your hand first and I'm just <laughs> like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> my champ is a dick. <laughs> uh, I, do, I do that. So people they'll come up and shake my hands and it's in my hand. I'm like, well, I'll just, I'll just put yeah, it in my hand. I thought you were going to put it down, but I was, you know, I wasn't, I was looking you in the eye like a man. I wasn't like looking to see what was in the <laughs> hand. I didn't think I was going to get shanked with chonies. You, you were a man <laughs> holding another man's chonies. I was oh, looking you in God. the eyes too. <laughs> but what? So, but I also kind of want to know, look, I want to know what's the best rib that you've ever pulled or you've ever seen. What's the best rib? Oh, see, best rib, best rib. Um, I know there's got to be a few out there. He's like, I don't want to tell that one. I don't want to tell that one. That one, I don't know if I can tell that one. That guy. All the ones that like. Damn. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna best rib, best rib, best rib. I have not seen too much shit, to be honest. Well, I'll come on. That I can say. That I can. Oh, say. okay, that's okay. different. That I can say. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, who's uh, the best? Who's the best at pulling ribs? In your opinion, who who's got the best ones out there? Uh, David Young from Ring of uh, is he TNA? He pulled with some ribs on me when I was younger. Um, he hit all my stuff until like 30 seconds before my match. Ooh, like, like your ring gear? Yeah, my ring gear. I'm like, <laughs> Shit. but he hit it like right above my head. So everyone just sat and laughed at me. It was like <laughs> hanging up right here because I wouldn't, why would I look for my gear up? And so I'm just sitting here like it, it's hanging here and I'm like, there's my there's my music. I have my boots on. But I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's my fuck. music. I guess I'm going out like this. They're like, dude, it's right there. It's right. Just look up this whole time. I'm like, You're... did you get it on in time? <laughs> oh yeah, I'm like running. I, they they waited their sweet ass time for a second, but I put on my gear. Yeah, and 
I made it happen. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think of some good ribs. That's there's, pretty good, though. Uh, of uh, the ribs that you're, you can say. <laughs> yeah. Other of the ribs that I'm, I'm going to keep quiet on this one. I'm going to keep quiet on this one. Sure. Do you have any <laughs> stories of the ice temple uh, when it rained? If it rained inside, oh, that building oh, was God. little. It rained all through the makeup room. Like I didn't do anything in the makeup room. Like I would just walk in, say hi to the girls, uh, leave. But it was raining. Like there, I remember pot, uh, like containers that would just collect all the like essential drips of rain that was coming from the roof. Um, and everything was so wet. And I remember one of the times in order on, on the to get to the entrance where all the doors open, you have to climb this ladder that's like inside that whatever piece where the doors are. And I remember one time it was raining so crazy. It was, everything was wet. I just remember like climbing up. I had like my cape and all this shit. So I'm like all costumed out and I slipped once and I'm like, that could have really sucked. Cause I would have slipped and like slapped my face all the way down on the ladder, but like everything was wet. So like that could have very easily happened to so many people with wet boots and water everywhere to have to climb up the ladder to go down the entranceway. That place rain. I remember that. I forgot. I forgot about that. Yeah, there was rain every time it rained. There'd be it would be raining inside too. It yeah, raining very much. Inside. Yeah, I heard that that place is slated for demo if it hasn't already been. And I heard that before. Yeah, before you you guys <laughs> rented it, it was also slated to be demolished, and they just yeah. held off for a year so you could film there for a few months so you could film there. Aren't both buildings demolished by now? I think no. I mean, the first the, one is just it, no. You can see the other one in the uh, Patrick Stewart, Mark Hamill uh, commercials. Uber yeah, <laughs> Uber Eats commercials or whatever the fuck it is now. That they one's in everything. It's filmed yeah. in the temple, and every time I see them, I'm like, oh, that's the temple. And like, there's so Luke's, much blood Luke on the Skywalker floor. and Captain Picard occupy the temple now. What the fuck's going on? It's just. Aerostar did something wrong. <laughs> it's a weird alternate universe now. <laughs> Marty, I wanted to ask you, um, uh, sorry, me. I wanted to ask you real quick about uh, intergender wrestling. If you have any interest, um, cause you paired up with, uh, with uh, Mary Poza and, um, Oh, Melissa. Have you ever been on Melissa's Instagram? <laughs> oh Jesus! Okay, Love that's the question. Yes. Again, a married man, Meatloaf. <laughs> yeah, don't blow a scene up, dude. <laughs> she has great. She she has great photography skills. Let's just say that. Yes, I still the have artwork's fantastic. Sub- that she has on a wall as well. I still haven't gotten the subscription to her OnlyFans, but I'm I'm working on saving up for it. Come on, Justin. You got to get on that. <laughs> you got to get a prepaid local wrestler, Justin. Yeah, Justin. What you do is you get the prepaid credit card. Wow, you you know how to do this, huh, Byron? And then no, what? no, I've heard. Just I've look heard. at it. I, I have I have married friends who beg me to sign up for OnlyFans for them, so it doesn't show up on their credit card statements. But then they Venmo me do the it money and charge them fifty quid a month. <laughs> wow, so you got hustle, hustle, Byron. You got hustle. Right? No. That's the business right there. You can have like that and Netflix passwords. You can make a killing yeah. off of. That's it right there, yeah. man. But uh, Marty, what was it like uh, working with Mary Posa and Reclusa? Uh, I, I, being I up them both. Um, it was, uh, it was great being able to work with them. I know they both had reputations before they got there, and I don't think they had any idea who I was before Lucha. Um, I like 
intergender wrestling. There's just, there's a way to do it. There's a way not to do it. Um, and I feel like I did a lot of stuff with sexy star. That was a, a good way to do it. Um, and then being paired up with cheerleader, Melissa, like, how could you not have fun with that? Like we just goofed off and pitched ideas off of each other. Like, what if I did? It was my idea for her to slap me so much. And then she really got into slapping me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say I'm surprised. Was it your idea to get buried under every chair in the entire temple? Was that oh, your idea too? Oh, no, that, that was her. That was her. That was definitely, <laughs> yeah, definitely not my idea. Um, but man, it was crazy just being under all those chairs. Just another one, another one. And like, you just hear it. Slap, slap. The crowd is going insane. We're just like, how does she have so many chairs under there? Holy shit. <laughs> well, you didn't see you were buried under the pile, so you didn't get to see it. But like as chairs were falling off the pile and sliding off to the side, she'd just go and get it again. You know, and she even oh. tried she even tried to take some of the chairs from the fans, but they were tied together. So she would I think she grabbed the one that that Murph or somebody was sitting on by the ring bell and she took you know Melissa Santos' chair. She took every chair on that side of the temple and piled it on you. And then when they started filing, falling off and the spot was supposed to be over, she found more chairs. Like she just kept going. It was tremendous. I love that spot. She Melissa's dangerous with the chair. Me and my uh, wife were watching uh, my uh, hair versus mask match with yeah. Um At the very end of that match, I unfortunately take the L I try to run away. I grab my lovely sister uh, who I supposedly grew up with and loved cherishly. And we get up to the top and she hits me with the chair. Okay. That's one thing. But what my girlfriend reminded me of, and I totally forgot is that she hits me with the chair. I fall down the stairs and then she throws the chair chair. and slaps me in the ribs. And I totally (laughs) forgot about that. I'm like, Oh yeah, that really, that hurt more than actually getting hit in the head of the chair. (laughs) Just my ribs just open like this. and just like dart. She's totally brutal, but Hey, who knows, man, they're both out there. Maybe, maybe there's a, a moth family reunion in the future too. You never know. Yeah, I would not hate uh, teaming up with Melissa or Chelsea at all. Right. Like, Chelsea got bro- so actually working with Chelsea and Sammy. I have a match right now. Um, that uh, it was me. Chelsea a dark Green. match, right? Yep, a dark match. I have it still um, saved, and I really want to release it. But I'm like, I don't know if I. You got to reach out to it. Chelsea. I think she was asking for it a while ago. Oh, that's the one she was looking for that I was trying to. I said I I set her up to talk to Evie Dub about it, and Evie Dub didn't have any footage of that match, but she's looking for it. So hit Chell's up; she wants to see it. Yeah, some of her best matches, um, Hot Mess and Reclusa, were at Lucha Underground. Oh man, she was so good! It was the first time we got in the ring together, and we had we'd not met before, except for like the day before. And what I heard from Taya before was, "Hey, I'm bringing. I want to bring in my friend Chelsea. Do you think we should ask her?" Asked to see if she can get something. Like, like, yeah, don't. Why not? Like, worst they could tell you is no. Right. And she's in here. And then she, she's like, uh, she's a hot mess. I'm like, oh, I know Chelsea. Okay. And then she's like, well, the one with hot mess and 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 craziness. What yeah. does that look like together? And I'm like, let's find out. So uh, they, it was me, Chelsea Green, uh, Sammy Callahan, and Sunny Kiss. So yes. Yeah. Can you I send have- that to us? <laughs> can i <laughs> on the down low on the down low on the down low as, as um, you as you ask for it on the podcast there's this thing yeah. called messaging byron <laughs> but we can edit <laughs> but there's editing too yeah, <laughs> i'll just leave all this out truth <laughs> should i release it um like what do you what do you like 
I, I, we're I not lawyers. Ask EVP, like I don't know that anybody would be uh, upset about it these days because MGM is in such flux and the the Lucha IP is all over the place. Like if you're not using one of the the you know restricted Lucha IPs, I just don't know that anybody would even stop to care, even if there was an issue. And yeah. here's the f- f- the shitty thing though is like. It was recorded because I had everybody record my matches on the TV back there so I could critique and like I could have done this better, blah, blah, blah. So it's literally a recording of like Jeff Cobb holding the camera. <laughs> oh no. Um <laughs> and on a TV. So it's not even that creative footage, but I'm like, this is this was a really fun match with some people that are doing awesome and, and only gonna do greater things in wrestling. Right. Yeah, so I kind of uh, want to release it. I mean, I mean, we have seen stuff come out. So obviously there was the Evie Dump posted the uh, Angelica dives. Yeah. Someone posted and didn't get done for the uh, bodily fluids chant. Um, there's been a few videos. This also wasn't a match that aired, and it used yeah. uh, even like even Sonny. You know, you wouldn't know he was in a lucha gimmick unless you heard the name announcement. Um, you might have a little bit of leeway with IP. I just don't. I, I just don't imagine anybody even bothering. And if they, if they did, it's all. It's just going to be a cease and desist. They're just going to be like, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's and that's the weird thing about where Lucha Underground is now. There was all this quibbling and battling over everything and shit like MVP, you know, getting shit canned over a spoiler and this, that, and the other thing. But now, like, there were so many chefs in the kitchen there. And now they've all just kind of moved on to other things that none of them give a fuck. <laughs> like what? Yeah. Like who, got... who is there to even say anything or care at this point? You know, MGM is is hanging on for dear life as a company itself. They're gonna, the whole thing's gonna get bought out. It's gone, man. It's like you know, it's it's just a weird weird world out there right now. Dorian's got his own shit to deal with, and the the Lucha Libre FMV guys are you know sitting on all the IP with no connection to the business so they can't do shit with it like i don't know maybe they sell it to court bauer for azteca underground like what else are they gonna fucking do with it but i mean what's what's court gonna pay for he's gonna get it for pennies on the dollar if he buys it from him which would be fucking amazing and hilarious but who knows if you want if you want money and you ask me and i'm uh, an executive in a company, I would say you just you sell the library you license it to wwe for their network I think that's where you make the most money off of. I don't know if MLW has it, but MLW will actually use it. Right. But I see, I don't know if you can get the library is the hardest thing to get because it is tied up in distribution rights and stuff like that. And it can still make money, but the IP is just sitting dormant now other than where it's already being used and licensed. So I I just don't know what to do with it. The only thing I want is that corner cape. I don't care about the rest of it. Yeah. Marty, can you get that for us? We won't ask how. Just, I just want someone to break into the MGM lot and steal me the corner cape with the deer head. So yeah, did you did you walk out with any of your props? Did you get yeah, anything? No, I asked them for stuff. They're like, no, you don't ask. Here. I know. I wanted that cape, but they like they took some time on that cape. Mm. And I really wanted that. Like I'd wear the shit out of that to the ring. What and about I, your lunchbox? Do you have the original one? The the one that's got the blood on it? I know I saw it at at the final Ultima Lucha. I saw it that last day when we were doing that tour. And we, yeah. we saw all the belts and everything, and we took some photos with the lunchbox and everything. So it was there the last day. But there's so much. 
there's so much Lucha Underground props that are that have been locked away for years that have just been soaking in blood. <laughs> the it's belt true. is covered in your blood. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the fork and lunchbox have to be covered in your and Phoenix's blood. Uh-huh. Uh, that like ring your, mat. Oh, my God. They have a bunch of... I, I have my uh, black wristbands that I wear every single wrestling match. They have like two, three of those that are just covered in blood. And one of them had what's the mass destruction match. Yeah. I'm like, hey, can I can I get this back? I, I kind of want it. Like, no, well, if you want, we can just keep it for keep it. I'm like, what do you mean keep it? Like, no, maybe we'll see what happens in the future. I'm like, all right. Never see that. that shit back. That's the weird thing about it being a TV show because that's the mm-hmm. way TV shows work. Like something happens on camera, they keep the props for a certain amount of time, and then a lot of you know years later, they usually auction off the show's prop library but they keep it just in case the storyline comes back or a character needs something or they need to see it to base another thing on and that's a, mm-hmm. i mean wrestling promotion would never do that that's a pure tv thing and an mgm thing so it's just sitting over there on the lot somewhere just a whole room full of the most awesome lucha underground memorabilia you could imagine that no one probably gives even two shits about now just sitting there we're gonna take this all of mine is covered in blood yeah. yeah now that i think about it i'm Maybe, sure it is yeah so we're gonna take this into a group DM, and we're gonna discuss <laughs> how to break. We're it. not there, there gonna discuss a plan. There was <laughs> some musks that made it the way out of the um, M- the MGM hands. I know that there are some masks from a certain right. luchador who that are in your maybe, collection, Meef. No, no, not in my <laughs> collection. There's there's certain masks that you know kind of crept out of that MGM wanted. Oh, what would they want? Deals had to be made in car parks and what have you. Wow, oh. you know some sketchy shit, Meef. Although like to it. be fair, my Querno, my Querno chonies are um, season four worn. <laughs> I have a season four Querno mask too. No, he said chonies. That's gross. But uh, yeah, it's not the same. Marty, speaking of gross, I wanted to ask you uh, where this creepy Marty thing came in with between you and Melissa Santos. How did uh, that get started when you started getting like... Have uh, you smelled her hair, Byron? Close. I haven't. Well, well what's it smell like, to be fair? Like heaven. Like oh. Heaven. Well, that makes sense then. Made a heaven and then slept with another heaven to make heaven. To make Melissa Santos. Anyways, it's... No, um, actually, it was the first day on set where they're like, she was going to announce me. We were there before even, like, just a, as a, people were getting their cameras for entrances and stuff. I creepily walked up behind her and whispered, what if I just sit there like this in your ear? Or said something like that creepily in her ear. And then uh, she's like, oh, God, you scared me. And then DJ's like, could you do that? Aggie, could you do that? Could, could you could you flap your arms like this? That would be I'm like, you mean flap my arms like this? Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, so I started doing he's like, oh my god, oh my god. So he started busting, he starts busting up laughing. And then what turned out to be me just fucking around with Musa Santos ended up being the the foundation to a, my Lucha Underground character of creeping up behind her and uh, 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 uh. I would whisper some of the weirdest shit in her ear just to just to try and pop her and flap my arms. Like what, Marty? What was the yeah, worst like thing what? you ever said to Melissa in her ear? Well, I don't want to tell you the worst thing. Okay. <laughs> What's the best Did you thing? ever sing Goodbye Horses? 
could buy horses. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Uh, I remember a lot of things uh, involving because I was I was always I was always quite moist uh, when I came out. Um, so I was always I drenched myself with water before I do mo- most wrestling matches, and uh, so I would say something like. Uh, do you feel my moistness dripping on you or something like that? Um, just anything that I could think of in that day to like gross her out or like, I would, I would come up with it at that time. Um, and anything to try and pop her, she wouldn't pop. She's, she's too professional. She's That's too awesome. Professional. Did so part two of the question, Uh-oh. did you ever have a conversation with a certain machine? About from the <laughs> five five nine, they call him Cage. Yeah, we settled it on AW Dark, unfortunately. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get him next time. <laughs> is she still on the table, though? Wow, the receipt is coming for that. I'm sure. <laughs> um, no, um, it was it was so weird because, like, at the time they had the whole it was coming to a, a climax with the story of me and Melissa was they were trying to portray like her and Phoenix were a couple mm-hmm. when in real life. The entire world knew that her and cage were a couple. Yeah. Everyone, everyone knew. Like, why not just put it. them together on camera? Like I, I never got it. Yeah. Me and my girl were watching the match the other day uh, on stream and she's like, she knew that. And she's like, look how they, they, they do these kisses that are just like, uh, it's not how I kiss my girlfriend. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, they look more like brother and sister than going. they look more like brother and sister than you and and Melissa did. Really <laughs> Melissa. <laughs> uh, that was fun. Melissa, Melissa and me had fun with that. Yeah, um, it was creepy. <laughs> like if that's what you were going for, it was creepy but kind of hot. Here, here's exactly <laughs> what we were going for. Actually, I'm like, and she's like, "Are we?" I'm like, "No, you just, you just hint at." The dirtiest thing possible, and they've everybody else watching the show. They'll take their dirty ass minds into all these sorts of different places on where this relationship could be. So just, just kiss me in the cheek. <laughs> so, I mean, I took I it to all some fan fiction. So you're no, yeah. no. I clear, I Tell me you found fan fiction. Tell me you found fan fiction. What's got to be? Oh my god! It's, it's on his hard drive. He wrote it. No, right. I know nothing. No, tag me in that. I'm retweeting the shit out of that. Fan you can't fiction. legally prove anything. <laughs> Do you remember he said he made a movie? He made the movie. Of yeah, you'll see. I'll, I'll sing you the link. Oh, wow. it's actually the script to the movie. <laughs> yes, Children I in the eye. <laughs> I think I need a shower. Ugh. <laughs> If you're listening to this and you haven't visited LuchaCentral.com, it's time to do it. LuchaCentral.com is the online home for Lucha Libre, where you can get all of the top news in English and in Spanish. Find the best curated video content and original content not seen anywhere else. Find when Lucha Libre events would be happening in your area. Find photo galleries from top photographers covering Lucha Libre around the world. From weekly polls to annual awards. Seen and read by top executives in all of the major Lucha Libre promotions across the globe. And on top of that, it's free. LuchaCentral.com, your centralized place for all things Lucha Libre. Like, darn, I have to go to work and, like, hint at a relationship with with Melissa, my cheerleader, cheerleader Melissa, my sister, and then creep on a Melissa Santos. Like, 
Darn, work sucks sometimes, huh? <laughs> oh. And yet like, Phoenix is kissing Melissa, and he's like, mm. "Yeah, <laughs> oh shucks." Yeah, they they pulled they pulled it off in, to make it all innocent and yeah. whatever. Um, I mean, but, I, I have a like, feeling that they did that really for the the Latino market. Like they wanted that that kind of love interest story, the telenovela yeah. kind of vibe to it. I think that's what they were going for, but it never you, quite paid off because I I think you know with a lot of things with Lucha Underground, when things don't work out great, I, they didn't. I don't feel like they overly invested in it. And if it was really working, it would have been an even bigger storyline. Could you imagine, though, how there was that gentrification of Lucha Libre later on in Lucha Underground and how upset a lot of the really loyal Lucha Libre fans got? Could you imagine if they and Melissa Santos was like she was the the mascot or like the face of Lucha Underground, you know, like she she was lucha underground and could you imagine if she got paired up with cage if they gave her to a white guy on tv too like we lost the belt we're losing the the gods i mean he's he's well tanned at least so that's true he is well tanned he is really well tanned And you could possibly believe he is actually a real machine so therefore technically (laughs) no it's caucasian Yeah, it's inter, it's interspecies dating. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We don't have a problem with that. No, but Mar- Marty, did you ever <laughs> did you ever feel any <laughs> any of that? You know, white guy with the lucha libre belt hate that kind of came that I know Hagar got. Like a lot of people were not happy with Hagar being the the final champ of lucha underground. But when you were the champ, did you feel like there was any of that? Like, why isn't this on a luchador kind of thing? Uh, nope. And if there was, I don't care what they, what they said. I like, I'm, I'm half Mexican anyway. I'm just not the Mexican that fits into your mold of what a Mexican should look like. Right. And, and, and we know that. And I, I think some of the people in the crowd knew that, but I was always wondering, like, if you ever took any shit on the internet or you got any trolls ever coming after you about it or anything like that. Uh, actually most of the, the internet, the internet was very vocal about the, Lucha Underground just in general. I loved the watching mm. the internet world blow up on just to see where stuff would go. Um, yeah, uh, there I didn't get too much about it, me being white. I did get some stuff, but uh, but then like I try to I try to stay out of I try to stay out of like responding to stuff like that. But Smart. like anytime someone says like, oh look, the white boy had the championship, I'm like oh, but I'm half Mexican. Like they had no response after that. So, <laughs> right, and they're just like, yeah. oh, didn't know that. Yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> these bro. Um, did shut up after that. So, like, haters are dealt with easy, and so it worked out well. Worked out well. Do you I, think like, it I, was? Go ahead. Uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say. Do Do you think that leaving with Hagar as the final champ, even though they, I mean, felt like they certainly were were planning <laughs> on doing more to me that's to me it was yeah. a good thing because it signaled oh yeah there's definitely going to be more lucha underground if they're leaving with him as the champ and, there's you know, no way they would end like this I've and he is the bad news and he is like the nicest guy in the world by the way like i have yeah. no dislike of him at all you know and i was just you know for me it was like dang this is a weird place to leave the story you got Barrett coming in as this overlord god thing you've got cross as one of the gods now you've got hager with the belt like Aussie suicide with a helmet that's three thousand times too big for his head. Yeah, Aussie suicide is another god. Like it definitely <laughs> wasn't Emo what god. I 
anticipated at the end there. Like, what were your thoughts about storyline wise, just kind of where Lucha Underground ended? Oh, well, I it definitely didn't end where it was supposed to because I know it looked like they were setting up a whole the actual parts where you'd see the interactions between the gods and and yeah. more of the supernatural stuff. Um, I think if we had one more season, that could have all been at least wrapped up to some manner. Um, but I think Chris had a lot of stuff like this possible world where these dead people can interact and come to life. And as you can see, possibly people being gods, who knows what could happen in the Lucha Underground universe. Um, it, it definitely, it, I thought, cause I swear somebody said like, Oh yeah, MGM came in and, and, and bought the show. So we're good. Like that was on the, what I thought I heard at the end of season four, like sweet, we're going to be back. So I, I didn't even think that was going to end, I guess. Oh, well. I mean, I, I don't even know if anyone had any time to think about it while it was being taped, especially because unlike the other seasons, it was every weekend, three days, you know, that whole, mm-hmm. people don't even realize that whole season was filmed in a month. Right. Unlike every other previous season where they would take a week off and it was only two days a week taping. That last season was three a week for four weeks straight. You know, that's why you don't get any A.R. Fox in there because he was banged up. You know, he didn't clear medical the first couple of weeks, so they couldn't put him on. And the shit was done by the time he was ready. Like anybody who wasn't there ready to go, you couldn't do anything with him. It was right. crazy. It was a definitely different, different feeling in four, season four than season three. Uh, just. I don't know. It seemed a lot more rushed than, than the other seasons because mm-hmm. um, it was because we, we, we had a different shooting schedule. Uh, yeah, I mean, you didn't even have Chris Roach the first weekend because he was still doing Celebrity Big Brother. You're like, one of your other main writers can't even show up because he's got his net, giant network show that he's show running. Like, I, DJ was, I know he was running around like crazy, like, oh, we didn't get visas for these five storylines. Yeah. And my other writer's not even here as I have to rewrite the entire show right now. And I have to do it for more episodes because we're filming three you know, three days and there two days, two episodes per day. It was wild. He was losing I, his I, mind I so much because I did cost Psycho Clown his visa. Oh, I just was like, don't, <laughs> don't let him over. Don't let him. <laughs> DJ was losing his. Hair. He was losing his mind so much around that time. He blocked me on Twitter for three years. <laughs> oh, you're unblocked. I'm unblocked. But he hasn't. <laughs> he hasn't like followed me. Oh, but he, doesn't, he, yeah, he doesn't tweet anymore. So. Yeah, well, he's he's doing Love Island right now, so he has better yes. things going on. And I believe it's in Hawaii this year too. So I think he's yeah. just getting a tan right now. Yeah, yeah. He's getting a tan he's... right now. Good for him. Good for him. I talked Marty... to him for the wedding. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's... Did you invite him? I did. I did. Did he um, that... send you a present? Uh. <clears throat> yeah, he said, "Send me your Venmo. I'll just send you money." I'm like, I don't want your money. Money. I want your face. Here That's my fucked up, dude. Like, but I'm doing a show, bro. He's but. I'd love to be no there. excuse. Sure. <laughs> I agree. So just quit your job, come to the wedding. <laughs> just Fuck don't you guys love, I, love Island in Hawaii, Byron? Are you kidding me? He yeah, got okay. stuck doing the shitty COVID Vegas one last year where they were all locked down, and That's now true. he finally gets to do like the good one on a fucking tropical island. Let the man have his fun, Byron. Well, maybe he could do your honeymoon in Hawaii and then he could hang out with you for a weekend. Ooh, I like that idea. Somewhat average. The day. Two days before my uh, wedding, my air conditioning broke, and Good. so far we put four thousand two hundred dollars into it. It still doesn't. Nice. Still isn't there. So like, 
we're, we're going we're gonna to let the world slow down first, and then we'll go on our honeymoon. So, DJ, keep that hotel spot available on Hawaii. <laughs> Save some money. <laughs> that available. Huh. Marty, uh, before, before we wrap things up, I wanted to ask you, because you have all these cool pictures with the Lucha Underground belt. Do you have the Lucha Underground belt? <laughs> yeah. It's in my it's in my front room. Do you think we could see it? You are you gonna make him an offer on that thing, Byron? No, no, no. I just wanna see it. <laughs> I just wanna see it. I would never dare. Be careful, Marty he might send you a different type of movie. Oh, oh thinking well, about thought, this belt. <laughs> I don't yeah. I don't wanna jam you up, but if it's if it's doable. You are just a belt fiend. You just love belts, don't you, Byron? I like those shorts too. You are so lucky that Marty had on pants when you made him stand up, Byron. It was a test. Lucky you are. It was a test. It was you a test. You just wanted to see Imagine if it. you were going to redo the Sports Illustrated cover right now with the with the Marty oh, no, and he's going to come back. And the thing, yeah. Now, now it's a gamble if they're on when he comes. Do, do. Wow! Or if he does, is... what is it? The Shawn Michaels portrait. This is the oh, most yeah. nervous I've been during an interview. Oh, oh, oh my god! No, look at them! Look at them! <gasps> it's got the medallions in it. He's got the gift of the gods and got both. Oh my god! Jesus, that is yeah. some. That's some champ, champ shit right there. It is. <laughs> I, I don't. I wasn't one in wrestling to like collect a bunch of like posters or like get merch or stuff like that. Um, but if I've had the belt, I've always wanted to have it at the house. Right. So, like the UFC guys, when they would get the belt, they'd get a new one every time they would fight for it, and they get to keep them all. Oh, yeah. Just so, look at it. Like, I like this one. I like. I, I really have always loved this belt because it's so black and and gold. Like the black and gold. I always loved the old WCW belt. I was a WCW mark my whole life. Yeah. And uh, I always like the version of black and gold. That's why I like how WWE has their belts now that are more black and gold. That, and it was that just this huge thing. Just the such a plate. huge one. The big play. Yeah. I, when I had those such little shorts, like we were talking about, and then I was wearing this, my mom called me. She's like, I saw a picture. You have the title. I'm like, yes, I know. And then she's like, were you naked under that? <laughs> you only have the title. <laughs> yeah, she thought I was out there at Lucha Underground taping TV with just wearing the belt. Um, you weren't? Only the belt because, like, this covered, like, my thighs were covering here. This was, this covered my whole gear. My gear was way smaller than the Lucha Underground Heavyweight Championship. <laughs> I believe you did get a lot more female fans after you were champion, but maybe that is part of the reason why the, the imaginations were running wild. <laughs> it is true, though. I did think about doing a, or maybe it was the Sports Illustrated thing. I don't know. I've been on Sports Illustrated three times now. Now I just got to release the Shawn Michaels picture of me with the Lucha Underground title. Playgirl yeah. pose. This should be a Christmas uh, card. <laughs> yeah. Don't tease me. That might happen. Then, uh, this one isn't as isn't authentic, but... Uh, my wrestling community, my streaming community actually bought this gift to the gods one for me. Um, I've seen them before where like it's magnetic and the things actually come out. Cause that's what the real title did. Yeah. But it was awesome that 
they went and bought this one for me. It's nice and big. It's not as big as the real one because the real one's like huge, really big. They did though send it to Brian Cage and get all the signatures on it. Oh, that's <laughs> so, so like, cool. So like right now, like so there's Hager, there's Penta, there's I don't know. They said it was everybody who had the gift of the gods title uh, before me, except for like Hannigan and Sexy Star. Um. But I can't read people's handwritings. I know Cage right. is in there. Can you guys read any of this? I don't. I don't know whose handwriting any of this is. There's Penta. Penta's always easy. Yeah. Ray Phoenix is. Is there we go? Uh, 2016 signed it. 2016, <laughs> but we signed it. We, he signed it while I was at AEW. <laughs> well, that's when he. That's when he had it. Ah, so who is that? Earl Hebner, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it is either. Um, I, bet I, I at least try to make my signatures legible, guys. I love y'all, but make your signatures freaking legible. Um, yeah, so I have these belts, and they're cool. I really like just the black and gold belts, and and this one has some fond memories for me. So nice and heavy and pretty. Well, yeah. it has some fond memories for me as well, because that's my champ right there, Martin Casaus. And it is pronounced Casaus. Like house. <laughs> like house. So what do you what do you want to plug? Where should people find you, brother? Where where can where can people expect to see you? What do you want people to know? Uh first off, Martin Casaus is a free agent, so I could show up anywhere in professional wrestling, and that's anywhere across the world. So if you have a wrestling promotion that I need to be at. Let's, let's let's make that happen. Yeah. Uh, so go to Um, I built that site myself. Um, or if you want to actually interact with me quite daily, I stream Monday through Friday, my workouts and games. And I, I watch a lot of wrestling uh, at twitch.tv slash Martin Casals. Um, I'm there like all the time. So literally, if you want to do anything, I'm always there. So go to Twitch. That's the place to find you for sure. So and you got the streaming now. You got the YouTube channel too, right? I do have the YouTube channel. I actually take a lot of the content from the Twitch and put it on YouTube as well as my vlogs. Mm -hmm. uh, this next vlog is uh, when I was at the Nightmare Factory, I made a great relationship with AEW's Luther. I love that guy. Yeah. He's awesome. so you guys made ghost hunting together. Boom. So that's the next vlog coming out. We're going to go to, we went to Octagon Hall. So that one's going to come out here pretty soon with me and Luther from AEW. And hopefully I can get with uh, Luther some more for some more ghost hunting. Because because that's so fun that just yeah, sounds like good yeah. times well thank you so much for joining us today it's always always a pleasure having you here having you around getting your wet choni stuck in my hand seeing your belts <laughs> yes you're still a son of a bitch for that one but for everything else you're a saint and a man among men god among men and dude i seriously i'm super duper proud of you i, I love the whole comeback story i love that you just you went out there to the nightmare factory, just put in the fucking time and just did, did the damn thing. Because a lot of people would think, Oh my God, why is, what's he going to a wrestling school for? Like he knows all the stuff, but it's like, I, I love that you just went out there and you were like, no, fuck you guys. I'm going to do this thing. I'm getting, I'm getting what I want out of this. Right. And, and I know, I know you and I know that that's the way that you operate in your mind. And that is the right way for you. Fuck what everybody else is doing. The right way for you is, is the path forward always. And we're very proud of you. We're always glad to see you on that path and trucking forward. And anytime you need us, we're here for you, brother. And we appreciate Thank you. Much. 
Thanks so much, guys. Uh, yeah, I, I very much appreciate you having me on and for all the kind words. Guys, you make me blush. Oh, thank you. You made Pampera cry once, so be careful. Yeah, I did kind of get Ian to tear oh, up a little you bit. Hear I feel what he bad. Told you, by the way, let's do this at the end of the episode. Okay, yeah. What did he call him, Byron? He said that you are this generation's Roddy Piper. Vampiro did say that about you. About me? Yeah. yeah. All right. I'll take that all day. This, this generation's Roddy Piper. That's not yeah. bad. I'll take that all day. Thanks, Vamp. <laughs> he actually he genuinely said that. We were like, dang, he is putting Marty over. And, but it was totally genuine, man. Everything that, that Vamp said was genuine. But everything that you say is genuine, too. So we appreciate having you. We'll have to not ha- have it be so long next time. But then again, next time we want you on the show, you'll probably be signed up somewhere. And they'll be like, no, go through media department. You can't have him. And that will be just fine by me. You know, I, I <laughs> yeah, love seeing all of our homies, you know, doing the things where we can't even get access to them because they're so on top of the world like Cross is right now. And we want that for you as well. So, brother, always blessings and congratulations again on the nuptials. We're also very proud of that, that, you know, you finally straighten your shit out with that lady. <laughs> she she passed tryouts. Tryouts in nine years. And, and good luck too going out to those other tryouts uh, out in yeah. Vegas and the other one. That's a, that should be interesting to see what they do when when that's my champ shows up right there for you. So thanks everybody for listening to the show and watching the show. And until next time, stay calm and stay in the mix. Penis. God damn it! You got one in. <laughs> <laughs> Every week at the end of this show, I say the thing, and then you guys have to fucking say things. Every Justin, you're one of them now. I'm the only one who doesn't say it. I love that thing. You know when to cut it now. It's very obvious. So, uh, <laughs>